welcome to another episode of the Agile Weekly Podcast. I'm Clayton Langelzigich, and joining me today we've got Gil Zilberfeld. Uh, and Gil, can you tell us a little about yourself? Well, thank you for having me first. Um, I've been in software for something like almost 20 years now, and currently I'm the product manager at TypeMock, which is um, a company that does that creates uh, tools for unit testing. And I've been experiencing and working in the Agile field for almost seven years now. So um, working in, in TypeOak, the team as, as well working in uh, Agile and modified Scrum. Uh, so a lot of experience there as well. Okay, great. Uh, and you had mentioned that one thing that was interesting to you lately was uh, kind of the topic of management. And I'm guessing kind of management in an Agile environment or Agile organization. Um, and you specifically mentioned kind of how managers and developers are kind of growing apart. Uh, can you explain that a little bit? Yeah, well, you know that managers and developers for, I don't know, decades uh, have been growing apart. Uh, there was no trust between the two groups. Uh, when the managers ask the developers how long will it, take to, uh, it, it will take to finish the project, uh, whatever the, pro- the developers told them, uh, they multiplied by three immediately. Right. Uh, from the developer side, uh, managers were always keeping to keep changing everything and harassing them, like, like uh, someone going to, um, let, let's say, the, the, the screen, the, the developer did the screen, and then the product managers passing by, looking over his shoulder, and saying, "That's not yellow enough," and change need to change that. So uh, th- there's a lot of mistrust. Now, and Agile was supposed to be the great uh, uh, coming together of, of things. Right. Fix all those problems. But, yeah, and some of it uh, really does it if it's done correctly. Uh, um, but the way I see it in the, in the last few years, uh, we see Scrum taking over as, as the, the winning Agile sure. uh, method. And I'm not saying there's a problem with it, but there's is a little bit of a problem, and that is it, it left developers behind because Scrum um, declared that uh, regardless of the Scrum practices, which is uh, communication practices, that they should select whatever uh, practices they can do in order to support working software. But um, this was uh, very um, acceptable for managers because uh, the managers uh, understood communication practices. This is why Scrum actually won, because it, it was easy to sell to managers. But once they accepted uh, Scrum, they didn't, move, didn't do the, the next step and uh, let the developers pick the right practices for them to, uh, to, to make sure that they can produce software. So, for example, I was in a conference um, in I don't know, a year ago, something like that, uh, and some uh, uh, mini-conference, something like two months ago. Two separate companies were a, a very large companies that one of them decided to go uh, with Scrum as its methodology. The other one uh, decided to go Lean. And both of them, at, 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 at both times, did not even include developers in this part of the process. So, again, the developers feel that they are uh, left behind. and I think we can see the, 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 um, the backlash in the way that developers are forming now craftsmanship group, right? Right, yeah. 
taking some of the technical excellence kind of practices, or maybe, you know, I've, I've seen a lot of um, teams that have adopted Scrum, usually because the it was sold to management and management kind of made them do it. Uh, but then sometimes they'll adopt some of some XP kind of practices, maybe continuous integration or pair programming or something like that. You know, they try and augment it a bit. Yeah, and this, this will actually make Agile work. Because uh, second statement in the Agile Manifesto talks about working software, but if if, if uh, companies don't do that, they just um, buy into Scrum and they, they leave the developers outside, they won't get working software, right? And that's a problem because in a few years, and unfortunately, <laughs> uh, people will start blaming Agile um, for being snake oil because and, and so it I was supposed. Yeah, go ahead. You know, and you know, Scrum. I think they make it clear um, if you really read into it that you know they they say that you can augment the process with certain things. But there's so many companies that like think like you're getting at that will adopt Scrum and that's all they do. Um, so, you know, so you're kind of advocating for the developer if they don't include the development pe- team or the people that are doing the work, so to speak, um, and they don't have some way to improve their practices. Then you're going to end up with uh, with non-working software. It sounds like exactly, and and these are so. Software companies, now almost every company today is a software company because software is, is such a core part of the business. Uh, and th- the problem is that uh, we'll, we'll see in a while people are uh, um, just be, being um, even angry, uh, not only uh, the, the people who sold them Scrum, but as the developers because they, they Scrum original developers, right? So what will I, I hope this will not happen and there's basically a solution solution for that and the solution is that companies uh, will understand that scrum isn't the is, is not just uh, agile is not just scrum you need to do everything you can do in order to develop um, uh, correctly and get uh, software that works and high quality software um, but unfortunately uh, what happened in the very few years uh, is Something that basically, if if we wanted it to succeed, should have gone a, a lot because processes like this uh, take a while to get absorbed into big companies. And uh, so, can I ask you if I'm a if I'm a manager listening to the podcast and I've got a Scrum team, uh, they're you know my direct reports. I'm kind of like a functional manager, and I'm realizing as you're saying all this stuff that my team doesn't really the developers aren't really included and they don't have any particular practices on their own. And they kind of just follow the scrum rules. You know, they do the ceremonies and all that stuff. Um, and I'm convinced that I need to help them to do more, uh, you know, or maybe help them with their technical practices. You know, what, what's like a good first step? What could I do to help uh, get my team started on the right track? I think the first thing is to start listening to them. Because um, the, the mistrust we have is because both sides don't listen to the other side. So, uh, specifically for the developers to, to gain some kind of confidence in the other side uh, and not just uh, remember what happened last time when uh, we tried a new um, practice, uh, I feel that management needs to take the first step and give enough room to the developers to decide what's good for them. Uh, in terms of practices, XP Practices are, are great. Uh, code reviews, pair programming, unit testing, everything that is great. But uh, we need first, as managers, to, to make 
the team, the developer teams, feel uh, they, they're empowered enough. I don't like the empowered word really, but empowered enough to uh, um, to uh, pick practices and for uh, not for short term, long term, keep practice and make 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 themselves better, because uh, without it, the developers will just uh, think that the, the managers got the new uh, flavor of the week working for it. So yeah, we'll wait for the winter change or something like that. And they won't really go into stuff until they uh, uh, they know that it's going to last. And so I know that you've got a lot of history and experience with um, you know, testing, you know, unit testing specifically, like TDD kind of stuff. Yeah. But uh, in terms of maybe the bigger picture, you know, a lot of sprint teams uh, or scrum teams, they will have like a QA person. Maybe they have an embedded QA, you know, sprint test or whatever they call it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, how does that person kind of fit into that structure? I think most scrum teams that I work with that have developers and QA as separate roles. They do these kind of mini waterfall things where the developers do all their work and then the QA people do their work. Um, you know, kind of. I'm just curious what your what your take is on that. You know, how do you think those two roles you know can be cross functional and how can the testers, someone that has more of a QA background, you know, how do they fit in on a Scrum team uh, maybe that's that's doing TDD that has a very good testing culture on the, the development side, but uh, maybe not so much on the QA side. It's funny because uh, I I was something like 10 years ago, project manager in another company. And without knowing about Agile and, and, and roles within the Agile team, I, I attached testers to develop uh, in an organization that, was, that there was separation before that. And I did that because it made sense. And um, I, the, the guys, the developers, we were doing unit testing, but it, was not, it wasn't automated. So we do. We were we were doing some kind of um, manual unit testing, and of course manual testing by the testers. But putting them together, um, actually did a couple of things. First, they started talking to each other, and, and, and instead of just blaming each other for uh, you found my bug or uh, or uh, something like that, uh, um, they actually said together testers and developers on the developer's machine. So instead of uh, waiting for integration, which obviously was painful uh, without automation, uh, instead of that, as developers developed the, the, the screens and some kind of logic behind it, testers sat with them. They, they saw what, uh, what they were developing and they could redirect them if, if there was a need. Now beforehand, before we did that, um, there was some kind of a notion that there shouldn't be any discussion between the testers and the developers because um, the, the testers will get polluted uh, by knowing how the, the how the uh, the software is really built. And, and uh, looking back, it sounds very stupid to me now. <laughs> um, uh, but I've heard but yeah, so I've heard that yeah, one. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah. Uh, let them work together. Today, uh, the, the the boundaries between the roles are blurring because testers um, that get get that, that fit in, into an agile team uh, learn have some kind of skills in automation, so ca- some kind of programming. It doesn't have to be um, at the level of the programmer. Like if, if you, we have a C sharp developer and he's uh, he's doing uh, all the tests in uh, in, in C sharp. Test 
after, with, with, depending on the tools that he's using, can do something like uh, uh, Cucumber or any uh, BDD tool or some kind of a big automation tool as well. But the communication between the, between the two sides is the most important thing because like the, like the developers and, man, and managers have their own divide, developers and testers have that too. So once communication channels are open, uh, the goals are aligning and we'll get a much better, better product. Uh, so to go back to kind of the manager developer that the, those two things that those two groups um, what's maybe like the biggest mistake or something that um, that you think a lot of managers are probably doing today that maybe they manage a, an agile team that if they were to change something about their behavior or something that they did that would uh, that would make the biggest impact that would make their team more productive or everyone happier or whatever uh, there, there are a lot of of examples, but I'll just say that they need to change their the language. So, for example, uh, um, saying to the developer, but you estimated it will take t- two weeks. Uh, well, just listening to, the, the, to this uh, sentence uh, uh, just generates an image in the developer's eyes that is looking into a pointy-haired manager. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. And you can't be, you, you can't, we know, you know that estimation are taking as promises uh, or commitments. So, um, estimation, for example, or, or uh, um, things like um, not, not enough time for do, uh, to do testing, okay? So, these are, these are kind of sentences of, from, the, the, from the domain of the developer, which sounds differently from for people uh, from with development bar- background, and they, they start again seeing the managers as their enemy instead of someone who could help uh, help the team reach their goals. So managers need to learn, and that's the same thing for developers. They need to learn the language of the other side. Uh, you know, developers are for I don't know hundred. Yes. No, we, we, we've been developing since the 40s, right? So uh, we, we, we kind of, I'm coming from a development background. That's, I always say I and, and we. Uh, um, we. We kind of uh, created our own field with our own little language. And uh, we, what we do is uh, work, work some black magic and something appears at the end. Uh, and management has been there for, for hundreds of years, right? Uh, management hasn't changed much. And, true, and yeah. this new thing of software development, uh, it, it is kind of new. So the, the, the domain is different. We always like to talk about domains and language of domains. So uh, managers need to, need to understand what developers uh, are talking about and what they care about. Because when, they, when the developer talks about quality, he really okay. Switching back to the developer side, developer is really, uh, really, uh, really cares about his craftsmanship. So the quality of the code and the designer needs very uh, needs to be very uh, good. And and the problem is that how does it sound to the manager? So the developer needs to think in the, in the domain language of the manager as well. So instead of saying I need good design, he could say. I have a design that allows us to change the code quickly. Because does, does what, what is a good design for? Because uh, changes will, will, will appear. The two sides need to learn the, line, the language of the other side and start talking uh, in that language. And these are very uh, 
small we have a whole lexicon of things that we can try to change the sentences or at least try to understand what the other side means when it talks about uh, using these terms interesting so i think we're actually out of time uh, but i wanted to ask if the listeners wanted to find out more about you or uh, or type mock um, where would they go and also if there's anything that uh, that you found interesting lately or that you would like to let our listeners know about yeah so first of all, uh, a lot of Agile stuff on my blog, on my site at guildzilberfield.com. And go to TypeMock and download the tools for unit testing. We have tools for uh, mocking for .NET and C++. Uh, the thing that I'm actually looking at uh, re- recently is system thinking. And I'm trying to get into this uh, new topic and learn more about it. Uh, because I understand that what I looked at was symptoms of like the the thing I brought up uh, the like languages are really symptoms and uh, it's a lot more uh, thing we can learn about going into thinking about these kind of systems and the interface between the interfaces between them yeah great and as always we uh, invite the listeners to check us out on Facebook at agileweekly.com uh, uh, and you can join the conversation uh, on the Facebook page you can uh, chat about this episode or any of the previous ones and I uh, just wanted to say thanks, Gil, for joining us today. We, uh, we appreciate it. Thank you. Is there something you'd like to hear in a future episode? Head over to integramtech.com slash podcast where you can suggest a topic or a guest. Looking for an easy way to stay up to date with the latest news, techniques, and events in the Agile community? Sign up today at agileweekly.com. It's the best Agile content delivered weekly for free. The Agile Weekly podcast is brought to you by Integrum Technologies and recorded at Gangplank Studios in Chandler, Arizona. For old episodes, check out integrumtech.com or subscribe on iTunes.